0: Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear would inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. So uh, every year since our beginning here at Scarlet Note, we begin with a theme. We begin with a theme for the year, and these themes are always as a response to prayer, always as a response to prayer. I take time and I ask God personally, uh, three questions that I ask God at the beginning or towards the end of the year as I prepare for the new year. I ask three simple questions and these are the three questions. God, this is your church. These are your people. Number one, what? would you like be done this coming year number two what would you like be said this coming year and lastly number three where would you like us to go as a church and that is my prayer and i and and i wait to hear from god to speak to me um and he speaks in different ways okay um And when we started the church, I heard God and I felt that God was saying that he wanted us to focus on the vitality of the church and the importance of the existence of God's church on earth. So in 2017, our very first year, our theme was, does anybody remember? Of course you do. It was the vital church, the vital church. Anybody remember that? Yeah, 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 right. (laughs) I know, Luisa. yeah. All right. And then I remember that in 2018, we did a whole year talking about the kingdom and the theme was thy kingdom come. And the focus was understanding the governing rule, the governing rule of God's domain here on earth through us his ambassadors of the kingdom. That was in 2018, thy kingdom come was the theme. Then in 2019, I wanted to, I felt that God was asking us to to grow deeper in understanding the work of the Holy Spirit in his people and his children and in the church as a whole. And so the theme for 2019 was encounter his presence. And then I sensed that God was telling me for 2020, for 2020, this is before the pandemic. There was just rumors of the pandemic. And I remember God telling me to ride the wave, ride the wave. Now, now I, I felt that God was telling me to prepare for a major shift in the church. I remember talking to David, I remember talking to um, Papo. I remember, to, I'm sorry, Pastor Jose. You hear that? How, you hear how gutsy they get now? I'm a pastor now. So um, so I remember talking to him and talking to Adrian and talking to different folk about what I was sensing that there was going to be a shift. There was going to be a change in the way church Is being done and how church was gonna be done moving forward I really felt that and so the theme for 2020 if anybody remembers we were still at the hotel it was ride the wave ride the wave not to make to, to, to not fight against the changes not to fight against you know what what we saw was happening around us and not to panic and not to walk in fear but to embrace the changes and get better and learn and thrive from it. You know, many, many churches, because of not having the uh, vision to go online, to use social media, to use um, uh, uh, the internet, to use other means, have been have, have completely uh, uh, closed down because they just cannot adjust. They can't adapt. And um, we don't want to be that church. We want to be a church that whatever changes come to come to this world, we can navigate because we know where our help comes from. Twenty twenty one. Does anybody remember twenty twenty one? Twenty twenty one. Does anybody remember that was just I was just I was just a few weeks ago. Anybody remember what was the theme for the year? Anybody remember? Get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready. We started, we started 2021 with get ready. I was sensing that God was telling us, He was telling me in particular as the pastor to be as Joshua. And and as as I was listening to God saying to me to be as Joshua, you know what God told Joshua? God told Joshua to stop crying, to stop whining to stop complaining and to cross over to the other side and possess the things that he had already set out for him. And let me tell you something, that's hard to do in these times. Very, very hard to do with everything that you see around. And God was telling his church in 2021 to get ready and possess the things that have, that have already been given to us, to possess. Now, we're here in 20. 22 Twenty-twenty-two. and I feel that God wants us to do what what do you think I, I what do you think the theme is for the year what do you think what do you think the guys in the, with the AV could you guys help me thank you. Thank you, good timing, excellent timing. We nail it every year. Every year we nail it. Excellent, 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 excellent. Run to put up the slides when I know. (laughs) So the theme for the year is, come on, let me hear it. Run to win, let me hear the kids. Run to win. That's right, Jaden. Say it louder. One to, one to win. That's it. We want a one to win. Yes. <laughs> so to give this theme, to give this theme, run to win, to give this some context, I want us to listen to what Paul was saying to the church of Corinth when he said these words, run to win. And I want to go out of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 23. The 27. Nada, you ready? You ready, Nada, to run? Nada, you ready to run? All right, she's running. (laughs) All right, verse 23. Here we go. This is Paul speaking, and he's writing this letter to the church of Corinth, and he said, I do, I do, I do, I do to what? To spread the good news and share in its blessings. What does Paul do? Go back to 23, I'm sorry, go back to 23. What does Paul do? Everything Everything to spread what? To spread what? Stop it online sharing doom and gloom. Stop it, stop it. (laughs) Keep your political views, keep it to yourself, Keep your conspiracy theories to yourself. Listen, if you're going to open your mouth to say anything, open your mouth to spread good news. All right? And then he said, and sharing his blessings, 24, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs. Everyone runs. But, somebody say but. Come on, somebody say but. (laughs) But. I'm not going to say it. I want to say it. No, I'm not going to say it. All right. But only one person, one person gets the prize. So run to win. Is there more? All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to do what? To win a prize that will fade away. But we, we do it For what? For an eternal prize. Come on, 26. So, I run with what? What do I run with? In what? Every step I take with purpose, I'm not just shadow boxing, right? Next. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Yeah, that's a good wow. Now from this, we're gonna develop for the rest of this year, we're gonna, between Papo, I'm sorry, Pastor Jose, myself, and and the others that are in our speaking team, we will develop then our teachings all year to, to try to incorporate running to win. Paul is giving us some insight that is invaluable for us today during these times. And what we saw in the first two verses, we saw that there are two things that, that we can learn immediately in these verses that Paul isn't just telling us, he tells us the what, and then he tells us the how. The what's and the how. So number one, he says that sharing the good news Sharing the good news is the what, all right? That's the what we ought to be doing. As Christians, as believers, we are all to be doing what? Sharing the good news. Come on, wake up. What what should we be doing? Sharing. Sharing the good news. Number two, he says, don't just share the good news, but also be a participant, a partaker. So then he gives us the how. So we're not just to share good news, but we ought to live our life like we also know the good news. Too often, many people can talk the talk but can't walk the walk. They, they, can, they can talk Jesus, but they don't live Jesus. Are you hearing me? So they can, they can speak about Jesus, but there's no Jesus in their marriage. They can speak Jesus, but there's no Jesus in how they, how they treat others. There is no Jesus in their parenting. There is no Jesus in how they do their finances. There is no Jesus in any other area only when they arrive in church on a Sunday where everybody's looking at them. And we will not be that people. Did you hear me? We will not be that people. Good. Three people. Three people. Amen. Thank you, Ceci. Amen. All the way from Philadelphia. You better make some noise. Don't behave. Don't let your daughter rob you from. Don't let your da- girl. Let me stir you up. <laughs> That's it, girl. Matter of one girl. Now, if the what and the if the what and the how is not enough, then Paul gives us the mindset. He gives us the attitude that we are all that we all to have he says don't just run don't just run he says but run this race with only one thing in mind and that is to run to win run to win clearly paul is making a parallel between the running of a race and the life of a christian and in the same way that an athlete runs with the expectation To run to win and get a prize, we too as Christians to live our lives as Christians with the desire to run to win so that at the end there's a prize that's waiting for us. We are to run with an expectation not to get a trophy or a medal, a plaque or a wreath, but that there is an eternal prize that's waiting for me at the end of my race. George and I, uh, George Moore, uh, we lost lost a, a close brother at the age of 39 years old, 39 years old, unexpected. And it stirred us all, it moved us all, 39 years old. We are to run this race like there is an eternal prize on the other side. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8 says this. And now the prize awaits me. The crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge. Who's the righteous judge? Who's the righteous judge? My husband? My wife? The pastor? Who's the righteous judge? The Lord is the righteous judge. Will give me on the day of his return. Next. And the prize is not just Listen. The prize, the prize is not just for the pastor. The prize was not just for Paul and Peter. And he says, "Listen. The prize is not just for me, but for, but for, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. Who's who's looking forward to his appearing? All of us. Hopefully, we're all waiting for that. Nothing we do on earth goes unnoticed." nothing that you do here on earth goes unnoticed before our Heavenly Father. Our Heavenly Father sees your sacrifice. Our Heavenly Father sees every expression of compassion. Our Heavenly Father sees every benevolent generosity that you use towards others. Our our Heavenly Father sees your mercy, your forgiveness. And you know what? He rewards all of those things accordingly. That is a good thing. Listen, that is is a good thing. That everything that you do doesn't go unnoticed, but there is a reward on the other side. Now, the other thing that is noteworthy is that Paul doesn't say trot. He doesn't say jog. He doesn't say walk to win. What What does he say? What does he say? What does he say? Run. Timing is everything. Hebrew chapter 12 verse 1 says this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us what? Let us what? Let us what? Strip off some weight. Some way, every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us, let us, let us, how should we run? How? How should we run? How should we run? With endurance, the race that God has set. Before us, who set the race? Who set the race? God set the race before you. Stop dictating to God what race to give you. And we spent so much time crying and praying to God to give us that race and this race and that race. No, that's not the race you ought to you ought to run the race that He has given you. And we want you to reflect in 2022. We want you to reflect as we begin this year on the things that were slowing us down in 2021. I want you to do that, to kind of reflect on what were the things that were keeping you in 2021, maybe that slowed you down, maybe that even tripped you up a little. And I want you to make a commitment early this year to follow it through. To say, I will not allow anything to slow me down in 2022. Whatever happened in 2021, it's there. That's where it stays. But in 2022, I'm hitting the ground running. I'm, I'm running. I'm running. Look out. Tell somebody, look out. look out. Right? I'm running. I'm. Ceci, I'm running. That's right. <laughs> oh My girl. That's Philly for you, man. That's Philly. That's Philly for you. Make a commitment this year to do 2022 different than you did 2021. Don't allow social media to tell you how to do life. Don't, don't allow the news, uh, 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 means to tell you how to live your life. Listen, listen to what God is telling you. Be, be obedient. Be smart. Be rational. listen be rational, okay? And 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 make decisions that you feel are in your heart and spirit for you and for your family. But run, run, run. And as as Hebrews said, if there was anything that was slowing you down in 2022, take it off. Take it take it off so that you could run in 2022 uh, faster than you did in 2021. But you need to you need to know what were these things? And and and, and listen. If this means that you need to get some accountability partners, accountability partners, does anybody know what that is? An accountability partner. Does anybody know what that is? An accountability partner. Come on, let me hear you. You can talk back to me. Huh? Let me hear it. A partner that you are accountable to. If you're a husband and a wife, you are accountable to each other. But even if you're married, you could still have people outside uh, all right, to be accountable partners. Um, George is my accountable partner, and, and, and I, hopefully I'm his, and, and that's how we do life. We call each other all the time, you know, and, and we talk about things. Hey, man, you think I should punch that guy in the face? No, nah, don't punch him. He's too big. All right, oh, maybe I won't punch him. Okay, all right, all right. So call Anthony. Let's call Anthony, and maybe we'll get Anthony to punch him. <laughs> but no, but what I mean is, that we hold each other accountable and he gives me permission, he gives me permission to speak into the spirit side of his life. And there are times where I have to tell him, hey man, borderline crazy. Don't do that, that's not good, that's not healthy. It's not good for your wife, it's not good for your family, it's not good for your kids, you, you, you can't do that. And then there are times where he tells me the same thing, right, hey, you can't do that, you shouldn't be doing that. Hey, Becky catch you, she gonna, she gonna stab you. You know, that kind of stuff don't, <laughs> no, I'll never have this again. But, but what I mean is that we give permission to speak into each other's life. I do it with Luis. Um, uh, there's other guys. Chris, they never answer my calls anyway. Um, is, <laughs> <That's not true. laughs> but, but but listen, but find an accountability partner, a sister, a, a, a somebody that you can say, you have permission that if I'm walking outside of what, what, God wants me that you can speak and say, hey, native, you're out of line. You can't do that. You shouldn't do that. And you're not gonna get offended. You're not gonna get mad. Is everybody clear? Everybody clear? So make, make sure that this year you find somebody in your circle that you can say, I want you to be my accountability partner. All right? Okay? All right, now Paul never mentions one thing. In these verses. Are you ready? You know what he doesn't mention? You know what he doesn't mention? He doesn't mention the competitors. He never mentions the other competitors. Paul doesn't say run so that you can beat the guy that's running next to you. He never said that. Paul doesn't say run and cross over into their lane. Paul never said that. Paul isn't concerned with how others are running their races. So if Paul isn't concerned, neither should you be concerned with how someone else is running their race. Stick to your race and win yours. Are you getting that? Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 to 14, he says, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but, but, I, What? Come on, wake up. I, on this, how many things? How many things? Stop complicating your walk as a Christian. Stop it. Oh, it's 20 steps to doing this. A hundred things to do. Be good at one thing and win at it, okay? Be good at one thing. And he says, and I focus on one thing. And this is for Paul. Paul says, forgetting the what? Forgetting the what? Forgetting the what? and looking forward to what lies ahead. Again, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. His race is not a race against others. His race is a race against self. Did you hear that? His race is not a race against anybody else. His race is a race against self. Paul isn't racing other Christians. Paul is racing against Paul. Whatever you were in 2021, Luis, whatever you were in 2021, be better in 2022. Are are you listening? Crystal, whatever, whatever. You were in 2020, be better in 2022. Can you agree? You better agree. <laughs> Nada, be better in 2022 than you were in 2021. Where's David? Be better. Adrian, be better. Rebecca, be better. Pastor Jose, be better. Saturday Hill. Be better. Mejor, better than I was in 2021. Don't stop running. Don't stop running. But the most important thing to do is to focus on what? He said on what? Forgetting the past. The said, you got to stop. You have to stop. Listen, when God forgives you, he forgives you and he forgets. So if he forgives you, if he forgives you and he forgets, you ought to live that way. It's gone. It's in the past. Move. That's called a weight that holds you down. And this is why you can't progress and you can't move uh, 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 in the future. You can't move further and faster. Why? Because you have weight that's holding you from the past. Stop it. George, all that money I owe you, it's in the past. You know, it's in the past, it's in the past. I don't remember it. 20, 30,000, what was I? I don't remember it, it's in the past. (laughs) Too often we're consumed by, by what others are doing and the races that they're running. And we don't pay attention to our race. Too often we're running in someone else's lane instead of knowing and be familiar with your lane and what God wants you to do. Too often we're running against our fellow brothers and our fellow sisters. And far too often we are running forward, but we're trying to run forward while looking backwards. That is impossible to do. You cannot move forward if you're always looking backwards. My ex-husband, my my ex-wife, uh, where I used to work, they did this to me. And, and, and what happened in my last, where I used to live and, and, and where I used to, and everybody lives that way. Stop it. You're not there anymore. Thank you, honey, for helping me. Your heavenly father cares more about you not running to win than he cares about you not running because of your past. That's important. That's important because many of us think that our, because of our past, God is so focused on what happened in our past that, that you can't run forward. So your whole life you run with guilt, with judgment. Because you don't believe that there's such a God that loves you so much that when he says he forgives you, he forgives you and he doesn't remember. He says, keep going. Yes. You messed up. And yes, you fall. Yes, you've tripped up. You ask for forgiveness, but you keep running. You keep running. You hear me? You keep, you keep Neda, you keep running. Did you mess up? Yeah, I did. Ask for forgiveness, get up, keep moving. And for so many people, that is a hard thing to do. And Paul is adamant that his race was against himself. So he leaves us these principles that I wanna leave you as I begin to close. Number one, number one, and I'm glad you're writing these down because this means that you are really paying attention. This really means that you're gonna stick to everything that I'm saying. So I'm glad you're writing this stuff down. You're such such a good church. Number one, run, don't walk. Run, don't walk. Growing up, I don't know, for those that ever went to a swimming pool in the area, they would tell you, they would tell you to what? They would say what? They would say, walk, don't run. Walk, don't run. But in the kingdom of heaven, God tells you, I want you to run, don't walk. Now why? What does this mean? Well, from the moment we give our lives over to Jesus and we become Christians Our life is a race. Our our life is a race with ourselves to get ourselves over to the finish line. This is the only race where you don't have to qualify to run. You don't have to qualify to run this race. However, it is the only race that you can surely be disqualified. You don't have to qualify to run it. But you can be disqualified from running the race. How do I get disqualified? I'm going to give you that. When you run this race with no intention to win, by default, you're disqualified. If you're running the race with no intention to win, you're by default disqualified. So if I'm in this race, my intention isn't to win, I'm disqualified. Now, let me give you a side note, real quick side note. Uh, I have two more points, and then we're done. Nada was 25 minutes late, so I can extend it just 25 more minutes late just so that she can get the full service. <laughs> you should have said, it's in the past, Pastor. <laughs> All right, but listen. I want to give you a side note for those that are running. Those that are running. The best thing about this race is that you don't run the race alone. You were given a helper. You were giving a helper, and this helper is God's very own presence by way of the Holy Spirit that abides in you. He's a comforter, he's a helper, he's a counselor, and he will never leave you as an orphan. He says that he is with you. Listen, you cannot fail with that kind of a helper. Are you listening? Are you understanding that? I cannot fail because I have him Listen, is that a good win? Is that a good, isn't that a great? Can you imagine that you're going to run a race and you know you're going to win already? Isn't that an exciting thing? Imagine that you're going into a boxing match and you already know you're going to win. Right? That, that's, that's awesome to know. He said, kind of. <laughs> well, I know who your father is, so I get it. He's <laughs> throwing him under the belt there. But listen. I want you to know that you're not running this alone and, and there are times that people fall apart and, and they call and pastor, I, I want you to pray for me because this is the that's fine and I will pray for, listen I will pray with you a hundred to, I will pray with you a thousand times. I will pray for, I will pray, I will always pray for you but, but listen, but you also need to pray for yourself because the helper lives in you just like he lives in me, he lives in you. Number two, number two, step with purpose. Step with purpose. So we don't have these points up. Step with purpose. As a Christian, everything that we do, everything that I do ought to be done with an aim and purpose. Everything that we do as Christians. Living a life in idleness, idleness is unacceptable. If you are a Christian, all right, we cannot take breaks. There's no such thing as taking a Christian break. No such thing. I know that there's some people. I'm not pointing. You can't take, we can't take breaks. As Christians, we can't take breaks. And there are people that go, oh, you know, I'm just all for, I'm all for a season. I can't do this. You know, I'm just going through something. Not in this race. We have to step and we have to walk. We have to run and do it with purpose. Do you know that in running, that in running, there are no rounds where you stop to rest? In running, when you run a race, there's no rounds for you to stop and take a break. There's, there's never a, there, there aren't rounds where you sit down with a cut man so they can repair you and send you back out there. In, in running, you don't have a halftime where you get to go to the locker room and hear your coach to strategize. Mm-mm, not, not in running. In running, you don't have innings where you get to go and sit in a dugout and rest up and kick your feet up and watch everybody else while you sit, wait for your turn to come. Not in running, there's not even a scoreboard in running. In running, you compete against yourself. For the moment the starter gun goes off, you don't stop until you pass the finish line. Which means that in purpose with purpose, I ought to, I ought to live my life that everything that I do, I do with purpose. So if I pray, I pray with purpose. I want to thank everybody that's been up with me at 6.30 in the morning. What time? 6.30 in the morning. I want to thank you for doing that. Seven days. We've done seven days already of prayer. Listen, you deserve a hand for that. You deserve a hand for that. Yeah. If you didn't clap, you know why you didn't clap. (laughs) But if you're going to pray, you're going to pray with purpose. If you're going to read scripture, you're going to read scripture on purpose. If you're gonna worship, you're gonna worship with purpose. If you're gonna take communion, you take communion with purpose. If I'm gonna give of my finances, I give of my finances with, with purpose. If everything that I do as a Christian, I do it with purpose, I do it to win. Number three, this is the last one, and this is where we close. Discipline preserves me from being disqualified. Discipline preserves me from being disqualified. He emphasizes the discipline of his body, not his fellow Christian brother, not his fellow Christian sister. His focus was himself. I'm going to have discipline for self. Are you listening? So if you're one of these Christians that you spend a lot of time trying to tell other Christians how to be better Christians, mind your own business. Stop it, okay? Stop it. If it's husband and wife, it's a little different, so you gotta be, be—you don't don't go, it's not gonna go well for you. (laughs) But what I am telling you is run your race and have discipline to run it and to win it. Paul understands that from the moment that we turn our lives over to Jesus, we're no longer Lone Rangers. We're no longer an independent, lonely island. But from the moment that we come to Jesus, We are all interconnected to each other in a network that's a living, growing organism that is constantly growing. So Paul refers to this organism as the Christ, as the body of Christ. And listen, this is what he says out of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 through 20. And I'm going to read these verses for you. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a what? A what? Who belong? Anybody here belong to Christ? Anybody belong to Christ? Then if you belong to Christ, then you are a new person. Next, quickly. The old life is what? The old life is what? The old life is what? George is gone, George. That's why I don't owe you money. A new life has begun. And all of this is a what? What is it? It's a what? It's a gift. Because you can't earn it. You, you can't earn it ever. So he had to give it to you. Who brought us back to himself. He brought us back, I'm sorry, to himself. And he did it through Christ. Next. And God has given us this task. Somebody said task. That word task is an assignment. You have been given an assignment. What is this assignment? Of reconciling people back to him. Next. Next for God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. This was Jesus. We should, we should not think that we're better than Jesus. Start pointing our fingers at other people's sins and, and their shortcomings and the things that they're going through. Mind your own business. Stay in your lane and run your race. And he gave us this wonderful message. What kind of a message is it? is a wonderful message of what? Reconciliation. Next. So we are Christ's ambassadors and God is making his appeal through us. What is he saying? We speak for Christ when we plead, "Come back to God." That is the message. That is the message. What's the message? What is the message? What is the message? If your message doesn't say, come back to God, it's not a godly message. Do you hear me? Not a godly message. When we give our lives to Jesus, we become Emmanuel. What does Emmanuel mean? God with us. You become Emmanuel at work, at school, in your community, uh, at home. You are Emmanuel god with us you have a task you have a task here on earth and that is to reconcile people back to god our message to the world should only be come back because anything else will disqualify us from the race stand to your feet thank you again for checking out our podcast If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnote.org. See you next time.